All right, listeners, welcome back to Get Inspired and Innovate. On this week's episode, we're going to be talking about gamification in the classroom, which for those of you who don't know out there, I am a huge gamer. I love playing playing games. It's I've played since I was five or six years old. We started with the Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt, uh, played uh, all the Final Fantasies that's ever come out. For those of you that play JRPGs, not as big into the shooter games because of the vertigo and things like that. But, you know, there's there's a whole leveling up aspect there, uh, gaming mentality that just keeps you coming back, keeps you coming back for more. So, Stephanie, is there a way that we can use this in the classroom to keep our students engaged and keep them coming back for more and more to gain more knowledge? Well, first off, Lance, how competitive am I? Oh, you're very competitive. Uh, <laughs> I mean... You know, as our past listeners can tell from our ISTE stories and, and trying to win to beat everybody at ISTE, you know, and we finished third. And I've been told that we weren't good enough and we got to get first <laughs> next year. So, so yeah, there you go. I am very competitive. So, and I love games. Um, games are just part of life. Um, every Sunday, we, me and my friends, we meet and we play games, board games, um, card games, any type of games. And I just really think games bring a culture that is unlike anything else. Um, it brings a culture of relationship where you meet different people and you really get to know them at a different level. Um, Lance, for instance, really got to know me better and ISTE because I was yelling at him probably the whole time, like, let's go, you know? Um, but it really can bring out a really fun atmosphere with people. And I think it can be added to the classroom. Um, I mean, I taught special education and for six months, I did not use game-based learning, gamification, whatever you want to call it, and I was bored. Um, once I brought in game-based learning, gamification into my classroom, the kids were excited. I was excited because I love games, and it brought this motivation that was unlike anything else I've ever seen in the classroom. Students that typically were like, I can't do this, were like, get out of my way, and I'm going to play this game, and I'm going to win. And it completely changed the culture of my classroom because students were so excited to play a game. And I felt like I was tricking them into learning because we could have done this without a game, but because it was a game, they were more motivated to learn this difficult material. They were willing to take more risk in the classroom. And so I really think that play um, in the classroom should be there because it allows those students that have that barrier of, I can't do this, or they don't think they can win a challenge, but yet they can go home and play video games all night and beat that and be so focused in it. Um, so I really brought it in and it really helped those students that had you know, autism, dyslexia, and especially my ADHD students. I mean, those students, they love video games and they can be so focused at that but yeah, in school, they're not focused. However, when I brought game-based learning into my classroom, they were like all on board and they couldn't stop until um, we won. So Lance, how have you seen it? So, so or two, how do you use it? Yeah, two uh, programs or websites or something like that that uh, my, my students that I've worked with and the teachers, the feedback I got from them that, that our kids just love. One is Kahoot, of course. Uh, I'm sure that everyone's heard of Kahoot. Uh, it's a competition, and they want to win. Uh, but the second one is quizzes, uh, and, and quizzes are the the kids just seem to love the little memes and things and stuff like that that goes along with it. 
you know, and I'm, I'm of the type, I don't care how the kids get the information. It's just, you're going to learn it. You know, how, what have I got to do to motivate you to learn this content? And if it's playing games, getting them involved, um, you know, using Kahoot or quizzes or something like that, Prodigy Math, uh, you know, where it's a little RPG math game, you know, whatever it takes to, to get our students to learn the content, that, that's what we're going to do. All right, so that brings us to our guest that we have with us tonight. We have Miss Kristen Welch. Kristen is a elementary teacher for the LAUSD. She's a math coach at UCLA uh, for a math project. She is a lover of sketch notes, and she has a passion for finding places uh, where learning technology, art, and design intersect. She recently completed the Google Innovator Academy in Denmark, which combined all of her passions. So, Kristen, welcome to the show. Talk to us tonight about gamification and play in the classroom. Hi, um, thanks for having me. And I think um, I'll start with just Google Innovator since we both did that. I think that was a great example of ways to introduce playfulness and play to bring together a bunch of adults and bring joy to our to our lives. I think we'd have to agree. Google does it well. Um, and um, play for me in the classroom is just a place where kids, it can look a lot of different ways like gamification uh, and gamifying and making, tricking kids into learn. I like what you said there. Um, but it can also be just saying, we're gonna work really hard for a while. And you know, when time's up, you can play with Legos for 15 minutes and give them free play as well. Because I think um, that sense of community, whether you're gamifying the content or just giving kids the sense of community by giving them permission to just play within the confines of your room, not just the playground, um, creates a stronger learning com community and helps kids um, who might struggle otherwise to just have that that time with their peers that they might not know as well without that in your classroom you know and you're talking about uh the the play time there you know i, I think that's funny uh google all the googlers that work for google they have their 80 20 project uh where 80 percent of the time you know they're working on google what google says that they're going to work on within 20 percent of the time they get to go play as you would say you know they get to go research and and do what they want to do uh, during that 20% of the time. So, so I think that we see Google using that same uh, model like you're talking about there. Um, and I don't know about you, um, I use Breakout EDU in my classroom. And um, I don't know about you, but I, I felt like, you know, when you get into the Innovator Academy, you start to, de to do um, cryptography and coding and just trying to do a group challenge from different parts of the world, which is super fun and gamified in itself. And I think it brought my group, um, Den 18, really close together. And I'm sure it did the same for you. I mean, you did that as well, yes? yes. Yeah. Stephanie, <laughs> do you think that uh, the breakout boxes brought uh, Sydney 19 close together? I think some of the members, but not all of them. <laughs> yeah, there was the people that didn't get a box and were, and or, or posted pictures after the academy, like, look, it's my box, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and like, it was funny because we created a Google slide and I think I checked that Google slide like 20 times a day because I was like, okay, who's added to it? And then we were like yelling at people like, where is your information? Why haven't you opened your box? And one person like Adam, he went on vacation. He had yeah, his man. box, 
but he did not take his box with him on vacation. So we could not even like practice what his box was. Like he forgot to take pictures of it. So we couldn't even problem solve his box. And we were like, Adam. And yeah, so <laughs> I, I don't know if it brought us together, but. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we all knew each other's personalities before we got there. So that was, that was good. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we knew what, because I mean, they say like there's four different types of gamers, I think. Um, so one is like the achievement type, which is me. I like to get the achievement of winning. Um, some people like the social part. And then I forget the other two. I'll have to look them up. Um, but it's just interesting that there's different personalities within gaming that really help prove who you are. And I saw that in my own classroom, like, oh my gosh, this student is that type of gamer. Um, which I thought just was really funny. And I liked how you said permission to play because like you said, like Legos and free play. I mean, how many schools are making recess shorter? Yeah. And We're, research will show you that doesn't help giving kids less play time and creating more stress and anxiety doesn't create uh, better results. Um, but you know, people don't always look at the research. They just feel the stress themselves and feel like this isn't, they don't have time for this. Um, but I think it should, you should give yourself permission to give them permission. Give your yeah. Um, but it's so true. Like we take away recess from the kids. We make it shorter because we think there needs to be more instruction. And sometimes kids just need to play. Um, I really think like our ADHD rates have gone up because we don't allow kids to move and play as much um and then when they go home they're playing video games they're not going outside like like we used to when i was a kid um so i think it's causing more issues than what we're seeing so you're talking about the different types of gamers stephanie uh, mm -hmm. i can only imagine having you in a classroom and, and there being a game involved because uh, <laughs> you would be that kid that would get in trouble because you're trying to win too much and when we got to the end of the game you wouldn't you just wouldn't quit you would keep going uh, yeah. yeah, that's why that's why my teachers used direct instruction when I was in school. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I was the reason for no game based learning. <laughs> Thanks, ruin it for us all. Yep. Yeah, but it's a bit of a dance. You know, you learn something about your students. Like maybe it's just this is going to be hard for Stephanie. You know, if, if she loses, you know, so let's do let's maybe play it this way. So that, you know, that doesn't happen again. I'm just calling, I'm just <laughs> kidding with you, but um, we know that does happen sometimes, you know, or at least in the younger grades, what I taught it does. But, um, you know, it's just important to ha have collective joy, basically, and find places in your day in your life, whether it's your professional life or your life teaching with kiddos, where you kind of have that joy or that flow state and that control and it's just enough of a challenge that you're aroused and um, so that's the kind of um, thing that I've been researching with my Google project and it started to turn into a monster of um, like a recipe and menu of games which there are infinite number of games but I think in the end what um, what I really am just the most passionate about and the most focused on is paying attention to those really joyful moments, even if they're slow and quiet or super exciting and competitive. 
but what is it that's bringing us closer together? Um, and is it structured or unstructured? But what is it? Pay attention to it, honor it, and have more of that in your life and your instruction. So yeah. uh, as, as you're doing your research, Kristen, uh, uh, what, what are you seeing about the release of serotonin uh, to the brain far as, as learning goes? Um, you know, that, that isn't a place that, um, that my research has gone often. Um, you know, but, you know, studies show we, there is a state, you know, a, a brain state involved in this, obviously. Um, but without getting into the science, I think we can all, you know, we can all think for a second when the last time we felt that way was. Right. Um, yeah, and, um, and it's different for all people. That's why my project started to get really big because, you know, I was looking at play like when you're all by yourself, but you you need to do a project and you're just stuck. What, what are some things you do to get unstuck and get into the flow state? Well, people are so different and that just opened up, you know, actually the most common thing was jogging and running um, and, and, you know, being with friends and family, things that bring us joy. And then, um, you know, the middle, the middle states, like in our classroom, like when we have a few people or in a huge PD, what are some things that we can do? Right. And I think, I think part of that has to do with knowing the demographic of your kids too. Uh, you know, you, you've got some kids that, that come into your school uh, that come from impoverished families um, that maybe they don't go home to the best environment and that play, that joy time that they're going to have while they're at school, that may be the only opportunity they have in that day uh, for, for that happiness and that joy to come. So it's so important that we, we provide that because once you do that, then you become a safe space. And, you know, if you look at, um, is it Maslow's hierarchy of learning where he talks about, you know, how a, how a kid has to feel comfortable and safe before they can actually learn. Yeah. That, that zone of, um, proximal development or the safe place with Maslow. Like those are, those are things that do keep coming up in my research and, and it's importance and lowering that effective filter. If we do all of those things, how much more are they going to retain and how much more connected are they, are we, or are they to our communities? So I think it's important stuff. All right. So before we go to our meme and quote ses uh, session, there are the four types of games. I just looked them up. It, there's the achievers. There's the explorers, there's the socializers, and the killers. So Lance, which one do you think I am? Uh, you're definitely an achiever. <laughs> or the killer. Yeah, um, <laughs> the killer says that the killer can uh, will do anything to win. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I'm a, between the achiever and the killer. <laughs> Okay. That, that makes me think of, you know, what about those really quiet students, those sleepers who then go home and they're gaming, but they're really killers. <laughs> you know? Right? It's like, um, yeah. yeah but it's so crazy that all the different personalities can fit into gaming. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. Okay. So Kristen, what is your meme or quote for this week? So I like to say it, but in, in Danish, it's Huga. And it means to those moments of joy where you're really cozy and comfortable and things are just kind of perfect and it's, it could be elaborate or simple. I learned that word and I just love it. I like that. That's awesome. 
Um, so mine is courage. It doesn't always roar. Sometimes courage is that quiet voice at the end of the day saying, I will try again tomorrow. Um, I think this goes really well with gamification. Some days it just doesn't go well. Um, for example, our ISTE scavenger hunt that first day didn't go well. I was like, okay, I'm going to bed. Day two, we stayed up late driving around Philadelphia. And I think we got first on day two, and then it just went downhill from there. I think somebody got <laughs> caught cheating. I, I'm the killer. I will do whatever it takes to win. Should we, should we talk about the cheating here? No, I want to hear that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they, they might want their prizes back. <laughs> oh. All right. All right, and mine, first off, so, so Stephanie, looking at today's show notes, uh, if you can't answer which movie this comes from, yeah, we, we got problems. Do you, know, do you know? Yeah, I do. It's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Have you seen this movie? I have. <laughs> okay. Okay. So it doesn't so need to be added to the list. Does not need to be added to the list. So we've got a list of movies that we're creating for Stephanie that she's going to have to watch because she has not seen a lot of great classic movies. <laughs> All right. So mine is uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And it says, well, that's interesting. Tell me more about this gamification. So uh, I think that there's so many educators that are out there that, that don't know any, anything really about the gamification or the play or the research behind it. And they think that it's, oh, you're just, you know, distracting kids or keeping them busy throughout the day. But they don't really see the research and everything that's behind it. Yeah, I would agree with that because it looks crazy in your classroom when you're playing games. Um, it doesn't look like students are learning, but they really are taking in that information. Exactly. And, and that brings us to our last section for the day. So Kristen, if you could share uh, something with us that you learned this week uh, that can be innovative for tomorrow. This week uh, it has been a lot of coming back to this idea of flow and just kind of noticing in your body that that space. Um, I felt like I was coming back to it time and time again. And um, I don't know if you saw Brene Brown uh, launched Courageous Classrooms, I think it's called, this week. So it will go with your meme, Stephanie of Courage. But she um, has a bunch of lessons which also are, aren't so much about play, but it is about creating spaces of trust and community. And I think there's a lot of great things for teachers always, but I feel like these are places that I think if you look, you will definitely um, have, a, have a good day. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm gonna share my clue game. Um, so I present on this at multiple conferences and I do this in the classroom with kids. It's just like the board game clue, only you use Google Forms to help you. And the kids are going around trying to figure out which um, person stole the Chromebook. And so they're going um, to the different locations in the school, you know, and getting clues to solve these different problems. And then they cross off their list of who did it based on them answering different questions throughout the game. Um, so I just put the link there. There's a how-to video if you're interested in more information. And I will say kudos to Stephanie. I don't do this often, but you know, I, I did play her clue game in, uh, in Sydney while we were there. I yeah. also won uh, at yeah. the work session. Yeah. <laughs> she, she Let's just bring that up. <laughs> she was a winner. She was a winner. I'm trying to brag on her and she's bragging on herself even more. <laughs> Hope you listeners are starting to understand her personality and what I have to deal with here. 
but it was it's a, it was a very good session. I've stolen it now and uh, put my name on it, you know, because that's what we do as educators. No, I, I still give you credit for it, Stephanie, but I have shared it with uh, with a lot of people that I've I've done trainings with. So uh, what what I've got to share today is I've got a website that that I've shared that uh, that does the the science behind gamification and why it does work. So so many different things. Some of those we have talked about on the show today. Uh, but you know, the, the fact of you do something well, your brain gets a reward and you want to do it again. So, you know, it's like, yes, I was successful at that. You know, whether you it was gaining level one to level two, level two to level three. And if you notice all video games do that, there's different levels. You level up, you level up, you get stronger, you get stronger because it's telling your brain, you know, okay, you're not level 99 yet. And you're not where you, you know, you're not the top performer yet. But you know what? You're better than you was yesterday, and you continue to work up. And what if we did that in education with our students? You know, um, obviously, you're not coming out of the womb uh, doing algebra or doing calculus. But, you know, you level up every day that you go to your classroom. You learn a little more, and you learn a little more, you learn a little more. And then eventually, you know, you're there. You're, you know, you're at the end. You win. Um, and I, I feel like that if we would structure our classes more like that, we would reward our kids you know, we, we would get more buy-in from them and, and they would, you know, in turn, learn more. Amen. I agree. All right. Thank you so much for listening to Get Inspired and Innovate. If you would like the show notes, they are on our website at getinspiredandinnovate.com. Um, Kristen, how can people connect with you? You can find me on Twitter at hellocritty.com or that's also my website, hellocritty.com. And when the Let's Play website is ready, I will drop it in Twitter and on my website for sure. Thank you. So make sure you follow us on Twitter so you can um, get the most out of connecting with others and get some more ideas about play and game-based learning. And we can't wait to connect with you guys. Thanks for listening.